0: One thing that kind of caught my mind and my heart from the scriptures this week was in the gospel where it says he opened their minds to understand the scriptures. I think if there's anything that we Catholics are accused of more than anything, especially by our Protestant brothers and sisters, is that we know nothing about the Bible. Our minds are not open at all to the scriptures. And yet St. Jerome said that ignorance of scripture is ignorance of Jesus Christ. And St. John, our second reading, said, The way that we may be sure that we know Him is to keep His commandments, and whoever keeps His word, the love of God is truly perfected in him. But to keep His commandments and to keep His word, you first have to know it. It's not like being a Catholic is all sunned up and just like trying to be a good person. Being a Catholic is knowing Jesus. We read the Bible not so much to, you know, just figure out our struggles. I know people, have you ever done Bible roulette? Right? You just say, you know, I got this problem. You're like, Jesus, should I do A or B? And then you just open the scriptures and see what it says. It's very dangerous. We read the Bible primarily to encounter God. To meet Him. I had a married couple last night I was doing prep with. And we are covering the scriptures and I said to them, I said, do you believe this is God's word? And they're like, what do you mean? And I'm like, Do you believe that God spoke through people who wrote down his plan for them and gave it to us in a book? Yeah, I do. I believe that. Do you read it? Never. How can that not be at the very top of our reading list? God's word. I mean... We read all types of books by all types of authors. How can God's book not be the number one book on our list? I think modern people, they don't trust the Bible. They mock it. They say it's just another one of these ancient books of of myths. It's just another one of those old books of myths. And so many arrogant, self-proclaimed, super smart, postmodern idiots see themselves as so much more enlightened because they don't... Read the Bible. And yet, they forget that the Bible is responsible for almost all of Western culture. And the only reason we advance so quickly is because of Catholicism and the biblical influence on the West for the last 2,000 years. And I'm going to go on a little rant here because I just don't think that people understand the power of our church. When we're faithful... When we're unfaithful, everybody's seen that. We're beat down, beat up. But we forget about what we've done for the world. The world has forgot what we've done for the world. Our Catholic Church is made up of every race, young and old, rich and poor, men and women, saints and sinners. We're over a billion strong. We started, we came up with the idea for hospitals. The earliest one I could find dating back to 520 AD in Spain the inventor of me- of penicillin you guys which literally changed the course of history alexander fleming was a catholic the mayo clinic founded by benedictine nuns we created universities we educate more people than any other scholarly or religious institution on the planet and if you want to get down to brass tacks if you like college basketball and march madness you can thank the catholic church we came up with universities Here's one for you. We, we, the Catholic Church, came up with the scientific method. This unscientific, old, misbelieving Church came up with the very method that we use for science. Not to mention our scientists, Copernicus, Galileo, Louis Pasteur, the chemist and inventor of the pasteurization process, all Catholic. Gregory Mendel, the father of modern genetics. Catholic. Father George Lemaître, who came up with the Big Bang Theory. Catholic. And he went even further. He was a priest. Most of the great art of the world. Catholic. Bernini. Michelangelo. Raphael. Giotto. Frangelico. Cezanne. You type in Catholic artists, the, li- the list you get is Incredible. We established orphanages, helped poor people throughout the missions in foreign lands. We are the largest charitable organization on the planet. We are the only institution that defends life and the dignity of all human life at every stage. We have an unbroken line of shepherds that dates back 2,000 years, which makes us the oldest living institution in Western civilization. We own more property than any one person, company or organization on the planet. We are the proud owners of the largest church in the world, St. Peter's Basilica. And for those of you that haven't been there, just to give you a little just a little analogy, you know the Civic Center in Bismarck? 25 of them can fit into St. Peter's Basilica. We give hope to the hopeless. We've brought beauty and truth and goodness to this world. We uphold social justice and make sure that the poor are truly taken care of, not for political gain. I will admit we did it. We did not invent beer, but we perfected it. <clears throat> the Belgian monks perfected beer. The most famous wine region in the world is Chateau Neuf du Pop, translated, the House of the Popes in bordeaux and on top of all of this we gave the world the bible the catholic church compiled the bible and why why did we do all of this because people read the bible and actually believed it they they set their whole life upon it because of the resurrection we saw that there was more to this world than just the physical that our sights should be focused on the next life and we should do everything in this life to make it the most beautiful place to get as many people there as we possibly can. That is what the church has done. That is what the Bible accomplished. You tell me. You tell me what the woke generation has given to our culture. You tell me what Cardi B has brought to our young women. You tell me what Lil Nas and Lil Wayne and Little Idiot and Lil... Moron have brought to our young men. You tell me what Black Lives Matter has truly done for our brothers that are African American and sisters. You bring all that to me and say, what have they done? I will show you violence, hatred, aggression, segregation, and ugliness. The modern culture has brought nothing. And what have they done? They've thrown God out. We don't need him. And that Bible of yours, here's another one, that Bible of yours, it's been around for thousands of years. How can you guarantee it's even the true Bible? I've played that stupid telephone game where you whisper something and it goes all the way around the circle. By the time it gets to the last person, it's a totally different message. How can you guarantee that the Bible of Moses is the same Bible we have in the modern day and age? Valid question. Deacon Randy and I just got back from the clergy conference. At the clergy conference, we had a man, his name was Dr. John Bergsma. He's a scripture scholar of the Dead Sea Scrolls. In 1949, there was a young shepherd. He was walking, and there were these cliffs, and there were caves up above. And he he played a game. He would take a rock, and he'd try to throw it and get it into the cave. He was bored. He was a shepherd. (laughs) They didn't have Twitter. He threw one rock into this cave... And instead of hearing it bounce around the cave he heard the smash of a clay pot shocked he scaled the wall went up and looked inside and he found hundreds of jars full of these scrolls that were 2500 years old the crazy part is they were preserved and you know how they were preserved there was so much bat poop in the cave it covered the jars and stopped the oxidation process. Dr. Bergman said, it's a good analogy for life. When you're covered up to your neck in stuff, just remember, God might be preserving you for something greater later on. They were so well-preserved, these 2,500-year-old scrolls, when they got them out of the clay pot, the leather that bound them was still pliable. The scroll rolled open, why? And many of those scrolls were scripture. One of them, the most famous one, is the Isaiah scroll. Fully intact. And you know what they found? 2,500-year-old scroll from the book of the prophet Isaiah. They found it was word for word what we have in the present day. Huh. Ain't that interesting. In fact, biblical archaeology, every time you get these idiots that come in and say, Oh, that was just made up. That was just made up. The author was trying blah, blah, blah. Every time biblical archaeology investigates, they find that it was true. Do you know how many biblical facts have been proven false by biblical archaeology? Zero. And hundreds, thousands maybe, have been proven true when they actually start looking. Incredible. But maybe not that incredible. Because you and I believe that the Bible is God's word If that's true then God's word can't err Do you believe that? And if you do do you read it every day? Because if you don't I question if you actually believe that. How can we neglect words from almighty God? Some people say I don't have time. I even think I get this image every time I pray. But I don't have time. I don't. Have, you're gonna get up to the pearly gates. Saint Peter's gonna say, "Did you read the Bible?" No, I didn't have time. And he's gonna pull up your Netflix account. He's gonna pull up your Facebook. He's gonna pull up all the stupid stuff you and I look at and say, "Really, you didn't have 15 minutes for him to read his word?" But on top of that, we have to be receptive. We can't just open up the Bible, read it, and say, well, okay, I guess I didn't get anything. We have to go into it and be led. We have to believe and trust that it is what we say it is. And then we will encounter God. And you don't need to be a professional, okay? You just need to do it. You know, some of you will be very acquainted with uh, Fred Astaire. Ginger Rogers, remember? The great, I mean, one of the greatest on the big screen for dancing. They were just flawless. They just, I mean, it was just seamless. It was beautiful to watch. And they interviewed Fred Astaire and they said, you know, what is it about Ginger Rogers? He said, I just love dancing with her. And they said, why is she a professional? He said, no, she's not a professional. But in some ways, she's a better dancer than I am they said, how can you say that? And he said, because she does everything I do, but she does it backwards and in high heels. He said the greatest, the reason he loved to dance with her is because she allowed herself to be led. And she trusted his every move. You guys, prayer is literally like a dance. And you got to allow yourself to be led. Even to those places that you don't want to go, those places in your heart that you don't want to unveil. And you got to trust that when you go there, that God is going to reveal himself to you in that place. What if God's word really is God's word? Think of how it could change your life. It changed the world. I guarantee It can change you.